Hello and welcome to episode 30 of the FPL Hangover podcast where we raise the bar and lower the tone, all things FPL related. This week's folks, settle in because we have a shit ton to talk about. We're going to be looking back at game week 27 and because of the short time frame that we have, we're going to be also looking at game week 28 and 29. I won't be looking at it alone. I have my fellow pervert here beside me. Seamus, say hi. Hey, we've got the binoculars out for game week 29 as well as 28. Mm. So we'll have a look at both of those. Yeah. Episode 30. Episode 30, it's here already. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Being quick getting there. They grow up so fast. I know, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, speaking of 30, that, that uh, you know, bracket is very familiar to you this week, I hear. Yeah. Mm. I'm in my 30s. You're in your 30s. <laughs> and also my FPL game week <laughs> score is in its 30s. Mm. So not a great start to the, the game week. 39. I, yeah. 39 points. Uh, I don't think... It's that shocking. The average points this week was 35. So yeah. pretty uh, low all around. So I think, you know. Yeah, and I was on for 40 until Robertson lost his uh, third bonus point and he only went down to two. So that was kind of a shame because I thought I was on 40 and that was that would be tied for my lowest score this season. But no, it was first first game week score in my 30s this week. That's, uh, this season. that's not a bad fucking time or not a bad uh, stat, you know. This is the no. first time this season where your score has been in its 30s. No, and look, it could have been way, way worse if it wasn't for my captain decision. I actually got my captain decision right when I went with what would have been considered a kind of a punty pick. Yeah. Picked Jimenez. You did. Who was actually quite lucky that he got the goal. Um, he was down to one point just before he scored a penalty. He got a yellow card. Yeah, I saw that. And uh, then Matt Doherty did Matt Doherty things and won a penalty. And uh, all us Matt Doherty owners out there rejoice. And Jur was a little sick in his mouth. Mm. And uh, yeah, well, you certainly were not happy that him I, had scored a penalty. Yeah, I wasn't happy that him had scored a penalty. I did. Because you knew that Sun had already blanked at that point. That was the thing, yeah. So I was like, oh, fucking typical. Uh, I was laughing at like 75 minutes or something like that. I was thinking, oh, a point. Okay, wah, wah, wah. But then, you know, I have him there, so it wasn't devastating. No. I didn't realise Doherty had gotten the assist until that later that evening when I was at home. And the I was looking at the points. I think it was even yesterday, even. I was like looking at the points and I went. Son of a bitch. I was like, how did Tardy get five? And then uh, I saw that. It was his assist that obviously such won the penalty. A, such a legend. Yeah, definitely not a problem in anyone's team, I would say. Yeah. Seamus. No, no. <laughs> well, I don't know. He's kind of like, I'm looking at Kalasinac as like the same price and I'm kind of thinking, meh, maybe I'd like Kalasinac. Yeah. But uh, not, not for the short term anyway, not for the next few games. And you wouldn't want to be seen to be mimicking my moves, Seamus. Well, God knows what way my team is going to end up looking once we start playing all these chips. And that- uh, talking of chips, if you we discussed that at length in last week's episode. If you haven't listened to episode uh, 29, last week's episode, yep. back, back and listen to that. But- yeah, yeah, we're back when we were still in our 20s. We'll, uh, we'll probably continue talking about this over the next few weeks. I know my thoughts from last week are kind of changing already as to what my preferred strategy is mm-hmm. and it will depend on injuries and different things like that. And Fantasy form. Premier League is like a living organism. You know, yeah. have you seen that film Annihilation with Natalie Portman? Yeah. yeah That's what that. Fantasy Premier League is. It's basically just growing into our brains and every week we'll have a different uh, approach, I think, for me. It's a good way of looking at it. <laughs> I mean, I, I was talking like to when I to the missus again, like I always do, chewing the fucking ear off her, going, "This is all my thoughts about FPL." Yeah. And uh, as I was explaining, to her, I was going, pillow we talk. "Never pillow talk, classic, yeah, just uh, you know, business tab." Yeah. But uh, basically, now that that's out of the way. Yeah. Let's talk about FPL. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to what's really important here and my FPL team. 
Yeah, no, and I was just kind of saying to her, I was like, we never look at, she asked me, what do we do with the fact that double game weeks are coming up with the pod stuff? And I was explaining, I was like, look, we never look at one individual game week anyway. Like, this week, we're going to look at game week 28 and 29, but we're going to talk about that in context of what's to come over the period of the month. Yeah. You know, and what can change all the time. So, it's not that big a, a stretch, you know, to kind of... Yeah, taking into account game week 27, which was uh, kicked off on, fr- on Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. So... Between that Friday, midweek games this week, and this weekend's games, you're talking about three game weeks in the course of eight, nine days. Yeah. And those transfers you're going to be making for last Friday and this Tuesday and Wednesday, and then for this weekend, they're all going to be kind of lining up your team for game week 31 or 32, dependent on which kind of strategy you're going for. Yeah. So right now we've got some things to deal with. One Basaka's picked up an injury just before the start of the game week. Rashford looked like he was playing with a knock throughout the entire game and maybe out Firmino was seen leaving Old Trafford in crutches he went off injured I don't think anyone's worried about Herrera or Matic or any of these guys but yeah there's a lot of injuries out there and all of a sudden you know the best laid plans for game week 31 or game week 32 maybe Mm. ripped up you might have to play a free hit now in 31 you might you know you might have to use a wild card in 32. So things will change and it will depend on your squad. And our FPL podcast will also change accordingly. Yeah, yeah. we'll be telling you each week here. Remember all that stuff I told you last week? Forget, Forget about it. that. Forget now. It. I'm going the opposite, uh, yeah. the opposite way now. So yeah, I, it's up in the air for me. A few injuries. Before we get to telling people what to forget, though, I do want to go through my team. Yeah, because I didn't have that bad uh, game week 27. Like It wasn't amazing, but I got 47 points. That's good by uh, this week's standard. That's 12 above the average. and Yeah, I climbed from 90k to 70k. Uh, so I'm like pretty like green arrow. Okay, fine, I'll take that. Most of my points not too dissimilar to yours. I did get a lovely 8 for class snatch, which is why I brought up the mimicking thing. Uh, I got 8 points for class snatch. I got, uh, you know, 7 for Barnes once more. He's come off my bench like that's a hero. That's twice now. Twice in two weeks he's come off yeah. your bench. But that's why he's of, there. All because of one Basaka's injury, so that's a bit sickening. Yeah, well, I like to claim credit for knowing that was going to happen, but I didn't. And I was happy he did, and I was delighted he scored. Uh, but, yeah, got seven points there. Um, outside of that, I kind of Mid- had the same... Midfield was kind of quiet. Quite quiet. My captain was Sun this week. He got me a double two. So that wasn't uh, all that impressive. Um, and Jimenez, you know, picking up seven points, like, mm-hmm. same as yourself. No, I tell you, Jimenez transfer, or captain this week, was pretty decent. Um, my transfer this week, though, was Sané out and Philippe Anderson in. Well, we have the same midfield, because I did the same move. Well, not the exact same move. I got Anderson in as well for Richarlison, yeah. who was blanking this week. So we have the same midfield uh, four. And, yeah, I played a back four. So, I mean, we've, no one got any points there. But I, I kind of thought that that Burnley game would be a tough one for Spurs. I wasn't interested in captaining Son. He's better at home. Salah and Pogba, that, I you know, again, I kind of thought that might be a low-scoring one. Now, it could have ended up 3-all or 3-0-Liverpool or whatever. But I thought if United won, it might be a low-scoring game. I kind of had the feeling it might be, you know, nil-all, one-all. And yeah. I didn't. And Salah hasn't got a great record against United. So, I wasn't captaining anyone there. If anything, I was more interested in captaining Pogba. Yeah. Uh, Rashford wasn't getting the armband so that kind of left me with getting in an Arsenal player or captain a defender or going with Jimenez so I was kind of decision made yeah. actually you saw my vice captain was Jimenez you know yeah, so yeah. The, I was like the yeah. one person I was considering going actually was Anderson and I said it on last week's pod I might consider it but I actually pulled up the stats on uh, the Fantasy Football Scout members area Ooh, and brag. I, com- I compared <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> 
I've, I've been able to look at stats on yeah. the computer and now everyone out there I'm sure is, is, is checking out these stats well. but if you looked at it and you compared them over the last four game weeks there was no way you would have captained Anderson you would have looked at them both and you would have said him and his guys everything, he's got everything going for him Anderson from what I heard uh, had a good game but nothing of uh, no from a fantasy perspective and didn't really have any you know dangerous chances or create much chances or yeah. any shots or anything like that it's been a quite a few weeks for him yeah so I, I heard a lot of people concerned that he had a bad game but yeah. then uh, talking to people who had seen the game and watched the game said he actually had quite a good game he just didn't offer anything from a fantasy perspective or that's often the case yeah. um, when people like especially because you'd be when you're hanging out in the FPL community a lot of times you know things get blurred and you just look at it from the FPL yeah. lens and not from a perspective I mean it's sickening from an FPL perspective to see West Ham score three goals and Anderson not be involved in any of them yeah that's what I was really yeah. surprising that's definitely the most like ah oh, for fuck's sake so West Ham did manage a win I mean like the thing with West Ham and why I wouldn't have captain Anderson is you just don't know what you're going to get on that day Yeah, and I wasn't 100% confident that West Ham were going to you know pick up the victory there but uh, I thought there'd be some goals and they could uh, so I'm not going to captain him but see that they did win score three goals and him pick up nothing yeah I can get a little bit of resentment but my other option instead of going for Anderson was to go for um Arnautovic because yeah. I need to fix that third striker position because Kamara is still there in my bench and I'll keep mentioning him every podcast until I get rid of the guy Yeah. Uh, so I was looking at Rondon seriously strongly looked at Rondon I was thinking of maybe Anderson instead of uh, or sorry Arnautovic instead of Anderson but in the end I said no no I want Anderson so I was really disappointed to get two for him and then my second transfer was to get rid of Dinya and I got in Pereira who inexplicably got me zero yeah so that was that was sick then. Yeah, I again, uh, I obviously got. I couldn't be too down on your him and his captaincy because I saw that, you know, Pereira didn't get shit, and I was like, okay, that's not too bad. You can see the bucket load of goals. Um, yeah, it was an odd one. It was an odd one. And I don't think many saw that coming. I think a lot of people thought that this was a good fixture for Leicester, and their upcoming there still it remains their upcoming games are fantastic the next five games are brilliant well that's the thing I mean we're talking about looking ahead and you look at Leicester's fixtures they've got Brighton at home next Watford Fulham at home after that Burnley and Bournemouth now bef- you know before we record this podcast Claude Puel has been sacked yeah uh, yeah so I mean they chucked that the toaster in his bat water there oh jeez yeah he's been fried so like obviously things are up in the air a little bit in terms of where Leicester are going to come from uh, you know, form-wise. Yeah, I think it's good too. I mean, they, when they sacked uh, Ranieri, they brought in Craig Shakespeare and <laughs> he went on a great run. And nothing changed other than they got rid of the guys of player power. They down tools. And I don't think people are down tools for Puel, but I just think there will be a bounce uh, automatically once they, they come up. I think what seemed to be the problem in the from what I saw <clears throat> in the highlights um, was that they were playing that new guy Tielmans yeah. in the middle with Madison and there's no real defensive player there and I guess they must have been playing in Didi or something alongside him I didn't watch but it but they just way. went straight through yeah. they just came straight through the middle of him and I guess they got caught in the counter-attack and a few of those goals were late on as well yeah but look I mean it, and that is a paddling it's a, it's a bit of a worry defensively but it is but you couldn't ask for a better line of games coming up in terms of what they have like in front yeah. of them and I went with stuff. Pereira because there's not much in the way of attacking options I mean, Vardy's too expensive for me. I just can't get on board Vardy. Madison's been way too inconsistent than burn managers earlier on this season. Harvey Barnes is the only one that I'm 
any way interested in and yeah. now that Puel is gone is, what's his what's that going to do to his minutes yeah exactly uh, Harvey Barnes was my other option this week in terms of who I was going to downgrade uh, Sané to because I wanted to free up some funds and uh, I decided Anderson in the end but Harvey Barnes was uh, the close runner up and uh, yeah I was uh, you know happy in to see him get an assist because you know things like that you're going I was right you know you're like oh, no. you know, yeah. he is worth looking at but as you said with Puel being gone I think that's the biggest thing with uh, when new managers come into clubs from an FPL perspective is yeah you get that bounce and they can not all the time but you do often get that bounce and they can start picking up some some form but you're also a little unaware of what the manager sees the front you know the, the 11 being yeah. the starting 11 like what does he think is their best starting 11 uh, is Harvey Barnes is he going to play a winger is he going you know that kind of way that sometimes rotate as well sometimes they'll kind of reduce people's minutes or somebody might have a great game one time one time and they might go well you know what it's this person's chance now yeah. I'm going to give everyone a go and they could be a bit too generous with them at the time to give players and that can have a negative effect as well exactly but I, I like Barnes and yeah he was a strong consideration couldn't go for him because I was going I thought Pereira is the guy I wanted and I said it to you before I mean Prayer was 5.3 when I got him Barnes mm-hmm. is 5.5 you know I just think Pereira is going to score more points and is cheaper before the end of the season so that's the why I went with him I think that's probably the better decision and I think I think uh, Thonk I think uh, Pereira like when I saw him in your team lineup I went oh no that's something I'm going to have to worry about for the next 5 to 6 game weeks you know yeah. it's like yeah he's got a really nice run of fixtures another big you know factor with getting on the Leicester train at the moment is the fact that they don't have a blank in game week 31 yeah you know they don't have a blank or 33, or 33 yeah. yeah so do you know it's you, it's a a bit of peace of mind as well as yeah uh, well look know. I mean I've been looking at Kolasinac and your team kind of going god damn it now he's got somebody who has the potential to get a massive score and he nearly did he last nearly week, did last week and yeah. uh, this week he got you 8 points because he's always he gets he gets so involved that he's a good chance he's going to get involved in the attacking points. He's kind of like Robertson. Yeah, to keep he's a exactly clean sheet. Like and there's no one who's running away with the points. He could end up with if, two or three points. If anything, he's more attacking than Robertson, but Arsenal yes. are also far more prone to conceding. So <clears throat> yeah, uh, exactly. You know, it kind of balances itself out. No, um, I got him in what three weeks ago last match. I think he's got. He had just a really nice run of fixtures last week. We know the story with the uh, the old own goal in the last in the dying moments of the match, but uh, yeah. You know, and you plan to bench him in that Man City game. In the Man City game, so it's like, hey, this week eight points, I'll take it. It's, oh, a, yeah, it's, a, it's a, a slight step towards making amends. But you did talk about reduced minutes for players there a few minutes ago, and there was no more reduced minute, no more shockingly reduced minutes this week than a fellow teammate of Class Match, Mister Aubameyang. Yeah, that was a big shock, big captain pick this week going into. You had your sons, as you mentioned, your your son, your. Uh, your Jimenez, your Jermaine United, Liverpool, your Jermaine assets. Liverpool assets, but you also had Aubameyang with this lovely home match, and he was my—he yeah. was the guy I've been—I've been kind of lining up for the last two or three podcasts. I've been talking about, okay, I'm going to get rid of Hazard and I'm going to get in Aubameyang, and you can eye these things up as much as you want, but things can change yeah. as you come closer. Now we mentioned that with Lacazette getting sent off in Europa League, that would mean. Aubameyang was going to have to start and he played all 90 minutes midweek I think on Thursday night did, yeah. against Bate Borisov and now in fairness I thought okay well look Thursday night game I know they're playing again here on a Sunday they still have like about 72 hours or less than 72 hours rest but if you watch that Bate Borisov game it was like a pub team yeah. they, they they strolled around the pitch they were nowhere near the same level and yeah it didn't look like Aubameyang would have been too strained you know he would have expended too much energy but I guess he kind of looked uh, Emery's looked ahead with 
their upcoming games and thought, I'm going to need him for these games, and yeah. this might be a good chance to give him a break. But from our point of view, he, you know, we also worried about him being rested around Christmas time, and he played straight through all of those. Yeah, so. I mean, we these are things we discussed, and I think, that, well, at least I came to this decision, and I don't know if we mentioned it on the podcast or not, because I can't remember which thoughts I've broadcast and where I've broadcast yeah. them. But I certainly thought that, no, he'll, he'll definitely start. No, I definitely didn't expect him to be rested. I thought maybe, like, when it happened, or when he saw it, I went, oh, okay, it makes... You know, I get it, but like I didn't expect it. I was like, going Arsenal are going to be looking to get some points. And if I know. if I had him, I definitely would have captained him this week. Yeah, of course. Definitely. So who wouldn't have captained him if you had him? The question was whether you got him in for this. You know, yeah, and that's what put me and off. And a lot of people did. A lot of people got him in, and that he's played something like what, fifteen minutes in two game weeks now or something like that. Yeah, I had two free transfers, and I thought. You know, I've been saying it so long. I was like, okay, Jar's gonna definitely think I'm getting in Aubameyang this week. I did well this week. I wasn't sure what you were gonna do, um, but I knew that you had been talking about Aubameyang. But at the same time, as we mentioned, this this fucking FPL thing is constantly changing. Yeah, you know. Well, on the on the day before, because I didn't make my transfers till Friday, just like within an hour before deadline, uh, I if I was going for an Arsenal player, I was going to go for Lacazette. Yeah, I was going to do. I was possibly going to do the same move, but get Lacazette in. And he picked up some points. Yeah, he definitely did. So, and he would have been my captain. So, but like one point more than uh, him and his. It would have been a better move in the end. But look, my team. I mean, Pereira, I'm happy with. Um, going to give. Obviously, I'm going to try and bench uh, Anderson this week against Man City. Yeah. Although, same. if Rashford is out, I may end up having to play him. Well, you talked about like how your your strategy towards the upcoming kind of blanks and whatnot is changing. Do you want to say how it's changed? Because last week when we left it, you were pretty convinced that you were going to set your team up for game week 32 um, and, you know, all the stuff that went with that. Like, how has that changed? Well, what happened was... Well, it's still kind of on the same kind of line, I guess. I had, what, five uh, double game week players? No, sorry, it's six double game week players last week. Now, yeah. I got rid of two of them for two other double game week... Pl- um, single game week players. Yeah. I'm getting this all wrong. Hang on. <laughs> I had six... Game week 31 players, so single game week players that weren't blanking. And I got rid of my two Everton players and replaced them with Anderson and Pereira, who both have game anyway. So I still have six, but yeah. I have two less transfers. And I've only got three transfers now before game week 31. Uh, no, actually, I have, sorry, four transfers. I was leaving one out. So I have four transfers that will get me to 10 players with game week 31. So I still have the option to move towards that strategy now. Mm-hmm. Because I only had, I actually only had ten game week players this week anyway. Yeah, and you got unlucky actually with the whole Roberts or and Trent. Alexander yeah, Mountain. if Trent had played, it would have been another, let's say, six points. Um, would have been forty five. Would only been a couple behind you, so I was unlucky there. And the one Bissaka injury couldn't really cover. So I don't think it's, I think it's kind of fool's gold, or fool's errand to be trying to go big on thirty one. So I'm kind of thinking, is it worth playing my free hit chip here? We saw some players in our mini leagues use their free hit chip this week and mm. it didn't really work out for them so but we um, would have never suggested that no. <laughs> it's like not so, a fucking hope would I have picked no not this week history. but yeah. it just goes to show you that maybe uh, a game, all you need in a game week like this is one or maybe two players to really hit get near your captaincy you get a green arrow you got yeah. 47 points you got a green arrow Yeah, I got 39 I, I went down 3k from like 40 40k to like 43k or something like that I went down 2.5k and what's your overall right now it's about 43k okay that's not too bad so yeah I mean it's getting closer between us I'm kind of it's still my fifth it's my fifth red arrow in a row but again I digress fifth red arrow in a row yeah, no fifth. wonder why you fucking digress moving <laughs> on from that shit five red arrows in a row whoa shit I didn't even look at that I yep. meant to 
I was the... I thought this was a really good week to put an end to it because it was like oh look it's a reduced game week got my captain right everything was looking okay oh. on on Saturday I was like okay I'm kind of ahead of the curve here but like uh, uh, that Lacazette goal Kolasinac uh, clean sheet and nothing really happening and losing out and like everyone had Robertson you know yeah or, no uh, Liverpool clean sheets isn't a big yeah. thing having two like again that was another like surprise I got home and I realised that Trent Alexander-Arnold wasn't playing I was like going, oh okay I was like, sweet, fuck you. You but, don't even have anyone on the bench to come off. But we, we digress, we digress. Go back to my original point. I could still move towards the game. I'm you know, just getting transfers in for game of 31. And that would mean if I use my next four transfers for that, I could have uh, 10. Okay. And then I could free hit maybe in 32 and those 31. So I'm kind of leaning more towards that, whereas last week I was leaning more towards free hitting in 31. Now, if I do that, that means I basically can't get in any Man City players for the next three games which are really really nice I want to be loading up on all these other players which I could do there's players that are informed there you know I said there's Harvey Barnes there's McNeil for Burnley there's Barnes for Burnley mm-hmm. uh, Newcastle players are informed there's definitely options there but I don't know I think it's going to be you're going to lose points if you don't go for Man City so I'm really considering um, so that's what's changed in your approach then basically yeah, I, I mean cover. if I wanted to go for example Hazard to Sterling straight swap this week one free transfer mm-hmm. for that West Ham game which itself is risky because they just played 120 minutes in the League Cup final yeah well we talked we talked about this before when we were doing our uh, our, our puck fadas and la shots and yeah, Sterling played 120 minutes there. Yeah, you know? and so did Aguero. But so did Bernardo Silva. So I can imagine Sané comes back in. Do I want to go for no, Sané? I don't think so. Sané, no. So I don't know. We'll see how that plays out. And yeah, if I if I wanted to go for him and I take him out Hazard, then that means I'm going to have five players with only three transfers left. So I'm moving in the wrong direction there. So I really have to set settle my decision on this. i got to decide this before tomorrow's deadline. So... Yeah, or you could just, you know, wing it all the way to game week 21 and then see what makes sense. Like, oh, this is the option I've left myself. <laughs> yeah, there's options. There. What I could just try and do is try and just see if I can uh, get some, like, Rondon in or get a Newcastle defender. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I still count myself lucky that I have all my chips um, because there's players out there that just, you know, would have had to have used them throughout the season. And the fact that, yeah, like, that's gonna this is just going to make their fucking FPL uh, planning a nightmare. Yeah, has your... You know, strategy. strategy changed any bit, or are you leaning towards something there? See, now? I won't lie. This whole strategy thing is kind of going over my head. <laughs> no, it's not not too much. I did uh, I did read back on what we talked about last week, and I do you know have a plan. I just keep forgetting it. It's like <laughs> it's like it's very you ha- it's very hard not to get distracted and go. Oh yeah, I'll just get this player in. It's like no, 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 stick to the plan. Well, like the way I look at it is like I don't have too many options ahead of me that I really have to worry too much about. Like. As, until they come up so for the next what we're coming into game week 28 there's a a big old blank in game week 31 I've already got Anderson in who's not blanking in game week 31 it was a lovely fixture against Huddersfield yeah Um, I want to get on the City train too which is uh, kind of what worries me that we end up just making the same kind of fucking move now for me the, as we just mentioned the 120 minutes thing means I can slow down a bit mm. in terms of like my plan was originally this week was to get in a City player be it at Sterling or Aguero mm. um, and then you know fuck game we 31 so they can sit on the bench and that'll help me make my decision on what chip to use Yeah. Um, but at the same time the fact that they played 120 minutes both of them I think Aguero played 120 minutes um, he did he yeah, did okay. yeah so the both of them uh, it's like 
you know what? I don't know. Maybe maybe Pep will be looking at towards the weekend. It's not like he doesn't have suitable alternatives. Do you know? Yeah. Uh, he might. I know they're going for shit, but like, even if he doesn't, if he does play Aguero or and Sterling this weekend, I'll still be shitting about it for the or this midweek. I'll still be shitting about it for the weekend. Because like, yeah. I don't think he's going to play them well, constantly. I'll put it this way: if um, if I played, if I got in Sterling this week yeah. uh, against uh, West Ham, then you know he didn't play. Say he doesn't play, I'd be very confident he'd play the next couple. But I don't know. I can't. I can't predict this pep fraud that keeps changing up teams and pep fraud, dropping people and stuff. <laughs> so I don't know. It's. Well, that's part of me earlier this season was like saying just stay away from Man City assets and now part of me is just saying just get one of them in and just keep them for well, God's sake that's what I'm going to think let forget thinking. that you had Aguero for the first 11 game weeks of the season so that's not staying away from City assets I know I know, yeah. you know? So I think it's, as I said what you do is just you just get your Man City player in we know this anyway Yeah, get whoever you get in just keep we do but I mean like look you can say that and then something like Rashford's injury happens like you look at uh, United Liverpool mm-hmm. this week first forty, first half you know three subs gone Lingard fucking on and off uh, Rashford I don't know that looks like he could be in a bit of pain so yeah I mean that's the other thing with his I was kind of I'm actually small but, well I'm definitely sickened because I'm a Man United fan mm. and I like Rashford and he's been exceptional value since I got him so if he's going to be out for any extended period of time even if he's only out for a short amount of time it's kind of sickening because he's yeah. certainly not going to I don't think he's going to make 28 29 then is against Southampton at home which is a lovely fixture um, well United have Crystal Palace and Southampton the next two so yeah. you know yeah he's not going to make Crystal Palace for game week 28 it doesn't look like it and yeah he's not red flagged but he's dark yellow flagged orange yeah, flagged yeah yeah and he's like as far as captain material wise goes that's just instant yeah he's gone yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. but I mean he's back say he does come back for game week 29 against Southampton mm. he's like uh, that would be a really good chance to captain him if you wanted to but I mean that's got to be you know a worrisome a worrisome thing to yeah, do now so that's what I mean in terms of like the fact that it's constantly changing it's like that Rashford decision yeah. even though it helps me like when you said there uh, I kind of probably cut across your point about you know being kind of torn between being happy that Rashford uh, has an injury from an FPL perspective but also as a, you know as a Man United fan and as a probably a human you, you, you know it's a nice he, guy yeah, yeah you don't like want to have him injured but FPL was going okay this kind of helps me decide you know to get rid of him and it, you know it, it makes him an option now that I would have been really hard pressed to choose beforehand yeah for, so for me like especially if I'm looking to get Aguero in like Rashford out to Aguero was probably what I was going to do this week yeah I, that's the move I was kind of thinking of as well is like if I do still want to get rid of uh, the likes of Hazard yeah I could probably I haven't looked at it what I can do exactly I was, I'm wondering could I do Hazard down to uh, Sané and then use the money to upgrade Rashford to Aguero I don't so think I would are you like you're back on Sané being an option do you think he is uh, no but I think he. I'm not going to go for that but I'm just saying it doesn't have to be Sané but I could go for somebody you know 8 million yeah. or 7.5 million uh, like a decent player and then actually go Rashford up to Aguero oh, now, yeah. it would be for a hit so I don't think I'd want to do that but I had been looking at coming off Aguero anyway or sorry coming off Rashford anyway I was considering this week I could have gone um, Hazard and Rashford out and but I decided to stick with Rashford in the end and now he's fucking injured so um, yeah who knows who knows but like Rashford I think was my one player I wanted to move away from the template that I could get rid of and just cash in the money because I definitely don't want to go, re- go away from Pogba 
uh, of my two Man United assets because I think Rashford is the more likely to get rotated. And yeah, yeah, and Pogba is, is suspended for the Champions League game. Yeah, so, so you it's know, all in, in his favor. And I kind of want to get away from Tepet. No, I'm ticket to get away from Tepet. Like, maybe I'll get rid of Salah. Who knows? So. Well, who else could help you get rid of the template any better than Mr. Harry Kane? who made a surprise return this week and uh, banged in the goal to put a cherry on top of that cake. And I don't think he could have came back at a worse time for <laughs> Spurs in terms of fixtures, uh, FPL-wise, you know? Yeah. It's like uh, Chelsea-Arsenal in the next two. Nice one against Southampton. Then a blank. And then Liverpool. It's like, okay, he's, you know, pretty much on the tipping point of FPL royalty anyway. Uh, the fact that he's English probably edges him over that fucking tipping point and it's like but he's he's good against he has great record against Arsenal Chelsea are shite at the moment yeah and uh, there are arguments Southampton could really score like uh, I reckon I reckon he could do something in 31 even oh yeah (laughs) I'll take on that hyphen yeah (laughs) uh, the the game week 32 game against Liverpool doesn't look good but they will have a double then Um, I can't remember who their most likely game is going to be and uh, that one, but yeah, I mean, if I'm I'm gonna be holding off, but there will be players or you know managers out there that will go for him. And what will do you say to those? Probably get rewarded. Those scumbags. So don't listen to me, because I mean, those guys will probably actually get points. I mean, yeah. the people who go for Kane, you know, often get points. And Unless I just think he's last year. He's often slow. <laughs> yeah, but he's slow to come back from injury. This is why. Yeah. You know, I wasn't going for him. I was like, no, look, it always takes him a few weeks to get back up and running after an injury case in point when he got injured this time last year he, when he came back he was very poor for the second yeah. the end of the season but case in point he just scored against but Burnley. now he scores yeah. so yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm with you I don't really buy into players or you know this player has this kind of he's slow to come back from injury or he plays well against Newcastle it's like it just depends on the situation if you are if your team is playing excellent and even if you are a little bit under the fucking you know underperforming mm-hmm. you can still bang in a bunch of points if you're playing for a good Spurs team Oh, yeah. you know, like, but uh, I've got Sun I think I'm happy with Sun exactly and I think that's the big thing uh, Sun and and that brings us to the, the Sun question like do you have any intention of getting rid of him is his tough fixtures putting you off well I think the bonus points that I was mentioning there for Harry Kane yeah. work the same for Sun Chelsea are rubbish at the moment now I know they kept Man City out nil all but they and they put, they can raise their game for big teams they can but, also get their fucking asses handed in by big teams, which yeah. we've seen done in the last uh, That's true. Spurs Chelsea yeah. match. And uh, the last Spurs Chelsea, yeah, Spurs really did a number on Chelsea the last time, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, so they could do that again, but Chelsea will be low to let that happen. Arsenal Spurs, Spurs, oh, Arsenal won from the last game where they got a bit of a paddle in themselves. And yeah, they're at home for that one. And you know, Harry Kane likes to score goals. And the Derby. Sun is really good at Wembley. Yeah. It's a Derby. So. Yeah, I reckon I'll hold on for that. And then you've got Southampton. And then you've got a blank. I could end up just holding Son. I think he's one of those positions yeah. that I'm looking at the fixtures. I'm like, I should probably get rid. But I have other things I need to do that I think I'll probably actually end up holding. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. There's players out there and we're going to come to a man who has taken up, I would argue, far too much of our podcast time since we started this. And that's Mr. Richarlison. And, uh, no, we don't like, need to talk about him anymore. He's gone. He, but is he actually gone? Do you not still have him? No, he's gone. He's he went for Anderson. He's well, yeah. I still have him, so I do need to fucking talk about him. Because uh, I have him, and don't worry, we I'm, have to talk like, about him fifty percent less now. Fifty percent less, which is yeah, hopefully uh, until you get him back in. And uh, yeah, I've no Everton <laughs> now at the moment. I'm actually delighted. I got rid of Dinia as well. Yeah, and do you know what? I could see Everton losing to fucking Cardiff this weekend. 
And oh, I'm yeah. happy to have Richardson there. I'm happy like, to have Edridge this week. <laughs> yeah, I'm not uh, too fucking excited about Richardson's prospects. But, you know, I'm not going to worry about having a player playing against... Yeah, no, uh, I'd say this, though. Cardiff uh, got absolutely smashed. They did. By the player of the game week this week. Yeah. Which was uh, your yeah. puck fada. And my namesake. And your namesake, Jared, yeah. Mm. Uh, where did you pick that out of? You decided last week that uh, Jared Delafay would be a good puck fada long shot pick. If you look at my history throughout the season of hot shots and puck fadas, they are unparalleled. The hot shots, but not All usually the puck fadas. Well, That's usually my domain. Well, probably. I don't know <laughs> but uh, yeah I just I like him you know as I said probably the namesake namesake thing and he's been tipping away for a while like I know he's got pretty much what, uh, he's, had like, a lot of, he's had like 50% six of in a row or something though yeah but for his price it's like when you see Watford yeah. uh, doing well you're going to usually see a Delefeu yeah. assistant I like him goal. yeah I like him he come from Barcelona yeah. I remember we did with Everton a couple of seasons back it's like I liked him with everything. I think I even had him in my team against everything. Yeah, but I just don't There's expect possible it to be... possibilities that he could become a stable boy in the future. But I don't know right now. You're where picking that him up big time from. if you think he's a potential stable boy. Well, I think he's the definition of one. You know, mm. someone that actually never does anything. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. I thought that was mental anyway when I saw that when he, all the goals were flying. And then he got an assist on top of three yeah. goals and an assist. Three goals. Big I, was on, I was on to you straight away and I was like, okay. Well, actually. What should be clarified is last week we said uh, I was going for Rondon, but then we realized Rondon's over 5%, so I had to change it. So I ended up going for Lascelles. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. But uh, like if you can combine Lascelles and Rondon, it still wouldn't be as much as no. fail. Look, I mean, I obviously didn't expect the gun to get a hat-trick, but like... Uh, that shows you how bad Cardiff were. Yeah. This is the reason been, I was even talking about mm-hmm. them, because... I I got zero points for my keeper this week. Yeah, again another bonus for me. I saw the zero and I was like, man, Shane's had a lot of zeros this week. Like, you know, Juan Bazaka zero, Pereira zero, yeah. uh, Edward zero. Because like, the, the three oof. points that you got for Fabianski versus that, and then like you know whoever you had in, when I had prayer, like the one point for Benes. It's just the way I looked at that. Yeah, you know, because I had we bought a these similar, all add up. Yeah, oh they do, and I mean look at the end of the day, what did I gain on you? Eight points. Eight points. Eight points. It's not bad. Runners now what twenty four or something between you and me. Yeah, but I only got two points from my two transfers. I was expecting much better than that. They yeah. were both. They both had the potential to get good scores, and they got one point. Let's say on average between them. Yeah. No, I agree. Um. Uh. But I, I do bring it back to what we said about Aubameyang. I'm so glad I wasn't one of the lads that uh you know was putting all their hopes in Aubameyang because not only, like they played Sunday right. Uh, they played Sunday. So yeah. They played Sunday. So you have had, you've seen all the like sun blanks, you know. Um, you're thinking, I've got a fucking differential yeah. here. I think 27 or 28 percent of managers have him. You know, it's like I, if he fucking scores big, I'm flying up the ranks. What do you do now this week if you have a Bamiang? Yeah. Are you are you kind of like so sickened that he didn't play that you're like I got a switch, nice straight simple switch to Aguero who has a lovely fixture. Ooh. They both or do you do, go yeah but they both have nice fixtures or do you say well he was benched the weekend so he's surely going to start midweek it would depend um, what would you do what would I do like I'd probably be so stubborn I'd keep it by me because my plan would have been to keep him till Bournemouth mm-hmm. and if it meant that I got to keep a transfer excellent but there's so much stuff you could be using your transfers with right now mm-hmm. that I'd probably just go you know what no I'm keeping it by me but then I would want Aguero for a game between 9 and 30 when Man City go away to Bournemouth and then host Watford. Yeah, if you kept uh, if you kept Aubameyang this week and did the, the swap in game week 29, mm. you'd have your striker playing Bournemouth two weeks in a row. 
That is actually a, an add But one. Bournemouth have improved defensively. You saw how they made it tough for Wolves this week. Yeah. Wolves didn't have a whole lot of chances at all. I was looking at the stats as the game was going on. I think Wolves are going to start taking their foot off the pedal a little bit. Mm, maybe, maybe. Mm. Yeah, I kind of didn't think that was going to happen. I thought they would probably push on a bit. I thought now they'd have the confidence that they've got the 40 points, but maybe it will just happen like with Tony Pulis's sides. They get the 40 and then form falls off a cliff. Who knows? Is that Was that a known thing with Stoke? As soon as he got his, as soon as he got his <laughs> teams, Brom. yeah, West Brom or Stoke, as soon as he got him to 40 points, if he got them there early, if he got them there in March or yeah. something like that, or April, they just went to, they went to the beach. They're in the beach. Yeah, yeah. they're like, oh, lads, we're chilling out. Yeah, uh, they were the rubbish after that, so. No, there's um, there's a couple of fixtures coming up in game between 28 and 29, and we've, we've talked about Man City, their assets, the likes of, you know, Sterling, yeah. Aguero. Uh, I think is injured. Yeah, yeah, he's injured. He's back the 9th of March. Okay, what's that mean? Uh, he's out for a couple of weeks. Uh, okay. He went off early in the cup final. So if you are looking at that, you know that's one option. One Fuck the port owners. No, the reason I'm just saying it is because if you are looking the next three games, what Man City players are you looking at? The ones we've mentioned, not Laporte. Yeah, well, do actually get him in. <laughs> it's like that 20 points he got in that double game week. That still is haunting. Still Such an easy transfer that would have been to make. Do you know, I think everyone toyed with the idea, going, "Oh, we could," but it wasn't even that. Twenty fucking points. Yeah, but hey, they're the, they're the things we're going to be looking back at the season when we do our awards show, and we're thinking about what was the you know nominations for our biggest uh, kick in the tits. Yeah, no, there's lots uh, looking forward to to look forward to in game between twenty nine. Um, Liverpool. That's I think an interesting question when you look at the likes of lovely fixtures: Watford, Everton, Burnley, Fulham. Sandwiched in between that is a tough. Return to you know Germany and uh, against for Klopp and against Bayern Munich. Mm. So with Trent's resting this week, does it change the game for Liverpool at all? Are they still like triple material? Like everyone's looking at that Fulham fixture in game week thirty one, and they're going, "I want to have three Liverpool players in game week thirty one." They're playing Fulham. Is that does this week draw against United nil 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 draw against Bayern Munich midweek? Uh, drop a few points in the games before that. Well, they're defensively pretty tight now again. Mm. Um, a lot of people the last few weeks have saying have you know we should be moving from you know having triple Liverpool being two Liverpool defence and one attacker to one defender and two attackers. That doesn't seem to be as you said totting up. They didn't score against United. They didn't score against Bayern Munich. And what did they score against Bournemouth? Was that two 0 I don't remember. Yeah, they didn't score. Like Salah got a goal. I think they might, might have even been three. Three nil actually. I think yeah. Salah. Yeah, it was three nil because Firmino. Uh, but when Alden scored, yeah, Mane scored. I don't know if I'd be tripling up on them attacking wise. I think nerves are definitely kind of coming into play. I think, mm. and I think teams are just setting up to frustrate them. And well, yeah, I think like Watford at home. Watford is probably Watford of the bottom. We we'll say fourteen teams. Yeah. Uh, Watford have the best uh, points to wins ratio. So, like, if you were to take out all, Watford, were on fire to start the season. Yeah, yeah. And are they seven thirty eight now? I think they're tied seventh with Wolves now. Yeah, at the same amount of points. And we know Wolves are doing well. But if you were to take out, uh, if you were to create a league of all the teams in the Premier League against the non top six yeah. teams, Watford would be top. Yeah, you take you. out all the top six teams. So. Um, so you they don't have got some tough games coming up here. So it, it just I don't goes think to show they're the best of the rest so Ooh, far. Watford. Yeah, yeah, but that's I still see Liverpool hammering them. They hammered them last year, yeah. didn't they? <laughs> yeah, so, and, but no, I mean, but as you said, the they're best at of the rest. back of a five-one. Their confidence is going to be very high. Uh, I don't see them hammering. Um, don't see them hammering at all. I see this to be a tight game. 
I wouldn't be surprised to see Liverpool drop points. So, okay, fair enough. That's the Watford game. Everton game week 29. And the then Burnley, Burnley game. Fulham. The Burnley game as well. Burnley are yeah, doing Burnley really playing well. Great, so so those are the, they're the two home games in their next four. And they're the they're two tough ones. Everton, that would be easy. Although it is a derby, mm. I guess. But Everton are poor now. They might raise their game. The Fulham game's easy. So, they'll be tough games. I'm kind of... If I had transfers to play with and I wasn't worried about game week 31, I'd probably get rid of Trent for someone like Lascelles. But I just don't think I can afford that transfer now. The reason I ask about game, uh, about Liverpool is because there's a part of me that if I was to go away from the idea of getting in Aguero or Sterling based on the fact that I can't do it this week, mm. is maybe I would upgrade Richarlison to Mane. Oh, you can do that? Oh, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. I have like a shit ton of money in the bank. You uh, see, that could be good. I mean... I know I just poo-pooed that. Yeah, that's ago. the thing. It's like, you just spent 10 minutes talking about how I shouldn't do it. I think... Yeah, I don't know. I think I would be worried about having two two Liverpool attackers, though. Watford, there could still be goals there. I just think it could be tighter. Um, Watford, Foster has been really good lately. I think they've got like three or four... I think they've got like three clean sheets in the last five or something like that. Mm. Um, they've been doing really well. So, Watford is tight for you right now. Does that mean Salah isn't your captain this weekend? Uh, Salah is probably going to be my captain this weekend. Unless... I get in a Man City player, in which case I'll yeah, it'll be coin flip Oof. then. Even if you had a City player putting a captain on it, like if you got a starting and a Guerrero, it's like oh, I don't know. I might do it just for the shits and gigs. But uh, knowing that Salah got a hat trick against him last uh, last season in that blank game week, I might just captain uh, Salah. Actually, I think that was the same. I think that was Paddy's weekend. I love it. You just spent ten minutes telling me about how. I'm thinking aloud here. Thinking aloud here. I think. Uh, I think it would be a tough game, but Salah. You'd always trust Salah. That's the thing. You always know. trust Salah. It doesn't matter if, if it is a tight game and it's one one. Salah probably scored that goal, or if it's two two. And how do you counteract the fact that everyone has Salah? You get in his you triple s- captain. Him. You triple captain him. Yeah. No, no you don't. Jesus. Do not do that, folks. Uh, but uh, Mane is a good option I just I don't know he's he's definitely more secure to start than a Man City player and he's so, cheaper yeah and now that we've talked about Mane and Kane uh, yeah I think looking at game week 29 28 like again it's all based on what your overall strategy is coming towards game week 31 that's yeah. the way I'd be pointing it because like that's you just don't I know game week 31 isn't going to be a massive Hall like week I don't see it being that way I can't imagine it being that way because the amount of options people are going to have yeah. are so limited all the options they're so like, limited yeah they are but they're all differential options like they're all the cheapy guys like McNeil Sal- three Liverpool players and Salah captain that's yeah, not a differential I've, option no but like those are the guys we all have already but, but they, that's what I'm saying yeah so I mean you, if you have those guys what are you going to use your transfers on differential players mm. the cheapies like Barnes uh, Pereira okay he's not a differential he's quite highly owned but he's not 50% owned or anything like that uh, Newcastle defenders that Almiron guy for Newcastle looks like he's he looked really good the weekend he was really unlucky not to score in his debut and well Newcastle are a team we've kind of fucking skipped past a little bit and we talk about him jokingly for the last month or two but he's starting to shake some of the kind of jokes off so far and that's Mr. Rondon that you yeah. mentioned previously he got a goal and assist this weekend, and or yeah, it was a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, he got a goal and assist, and uh, yeah, he's been fucking like he's still yeah. tipping away. Like people talk about Ashley Barnes, yeah, the post like, as well. Yeah, it's like this guy. 
uh, one of the lads in the, in the mini league has had him for what four or five weeks you know and he's just been since Christmas he's been he's been doing it on doing fire well. yeah I, and, I, and they have Burnley West Ham United <laughs> Everton and Bournemouth all in the next four they're yeah. not terrible fixtures no they're great fixtures I definitely could have seen myself I'm definitely a bit kicking myself a bit that I didn't go for Rondon over is he an option to striker? replace Kamara that's my oh yeah absolutely yeah. I nearly did it this week it mm-hmm. was it was definitely a strong consideration uh, but I didn't go for it in the end um, I got kind of blinded by the lights of Man City or not Man City but West Ham and yeah, that was, was like, a tough one to avoid though but yeah, I did feel like I must be drawn to a flame but Seamus but I had Anderson said, earlier in the season and he did, did well for me so I that's why I, there was a comfort there for me yeah and again like let's look at, at the reality of it the reason you were doing that is because you're looking at game week 21 yeah. when Anderson has a home fixture against Huddersfield uh, now this week as you mentioned Man City bit of a no-go area for me He'll if I have the space in my team he'll be sitting on the bench because yeah. uh, I definitely don't want to be putting Barnes on the bench again <laughs> it's like I don't ex- I, like because I'm going to play him against Newcastle this week I expect him to get sent off after scoring an own goal but uh, regarding West Ham it's like yeah Man City but they also have Newcastle Cardiff Huddersfield and Everton in the next four that's what I got Anderson in just so I don't have to worry about this shit when it's kind of, you know, coming up. Because there's no massive players outside of City. There's no huge kind of... No FPL kind of options grabbing my attention. Saying, like, you need to be looking over here. Because the ones I was looking at, the likes of Aubameyang and, uh, you know, stuff like that. It's like, mm. they didn't deliver over their period of time that I was freaked out about. Like, yeah, last yeah. week and this week. Uh, and now next week it's like even if Aubameyang does fucking get a hat trick it's like meh do you fine, know who, that's a goal of peace do you know, you know who else hasn't been delivering no over the last while the Royal Post Service uh, no uh, Mo Salah <laughs> you know, he's, eh. some people call him a king so um, <laughs> yeah he's not a, he's not exactly royalty um, not yet no not yet yeah. but he hasn't been he, he hasn't been doing uh, too well I'm not sure what it was I Somebody said four games he hasn't gotten attack of return, but that sounds wrong because Bournemouth wasn't that long ago. No, but uh, he's he's not been pulling up trees. Uh, I think the people who've been gone going around the last three or four weeks could have been making room and making headway in their mini leagues. I think, yeah, in terms of like if Sterling was, you know, when people had if Sterling you reinvested Aguero, the money yeah, correctly, yeah. yeah, you could definitely be making moves there with him. But it's just so hard to ignore. West. Then he gets one monster haul, and you're you're in a puddle of tears yeah you are and it, again the ones you want to be reinvesting your money in if you don't have Salah is the likes of Sterlings and Agueros and uh, they and Nars you know Aubameyang stuff like that they're not playing in game week 31 no these next you know? yeah. so it's like eh these next two weeks I'm happy with my Liverpool players um, I've brought in my Leicester player I'm only going to bring in one I can't, I can't see myself bringing in Browns no there's no way I'm touching what is your spirits. plans this week so um, at what the moment you? it's yeah. I, I can't get in Aguero without taking a hit so it's, if I'm getting a Man City player it's going to be Sterling um, it's probably not going to be Sané not after game week 25 yeah <laughs> but, that was, uh... so it, there's I could just do a straight swap for uh, Sterling I'll suss it out I'll see what the press conference is maybe if something said about uh, Sterling I might risk it but it is taking out Chelsea I'll have to think over it if not I just checked there I'm 0.4 short of getting in Rondon for Kamara. So I can't <laughs> do that. Quite a bit. I know, it's yeah. quite a bit. It's a bit. I think that's I think that was in my thoughts. I could have done it last week uh instead of getting uh, Anderson in. But instead I got in Anderson and I was thinking maybe if I go cheaper 
then I could get Rondon in the following week, but I had decided, no, I'm getting in Sterling. And now after 120 minutes, I'm like, do I want to get Sterling in if he's not going to play? Mm. Uh, I may just do it anyway. I'll, I'll see. I'll see. I'm not going for any Arsenal coverage now at this stage. I, like, I decided not to go for them. So. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I think, like, yeah, Bournemouth. I've already sweated through the Southampton game and the one before that. And that was fine. So this week it's like, you know what? Bournemouth, go on. Go out and fucking hammer him. That's what I want to hear. I want Bournemouth to go out and fucking kick the shit out of Arsenal uh, at the weekend. I think they or could as well. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. The thing with Arsenal is they're they're like the fucking posh version of West Ham. You know, it's like, oh, here you go. You don't know what they're you're good. getting with They're them. good at home, but uh, Bournemouth like... Uh, like to play counter-attacking and that's going to happen against Arsenal you know yes. but as a proud Kolasinac owner I'm hoping for at least at least an, another assist own goal combo like that's got to be something that we've got to talk about at the end of the season an assist and an own goal combo they're rare enough do you know like they don't come by every fucking game week no Um. so that's what I'm hoping for usually if you uh, somebody scores an own goal like a defender scores an own goal there's a, an increased chance of them scoring because they're yeah. super determined to score <laughs> yeah, so they're exactly. up for the next corner and they smash one in but he went around the other way and he went you know what it's, fuck this I'm sick I'm of assisting I'm a fullback I get assists not yeah, goals yeah, yeah fair enough but that does bring us on to our you know my favourite section I mean at least usually it is my favourite section of the podcast and that's our hot shot slash Stable long paddles oh. no. <laughs> No, you love the stable boys. I love it. You introduced this, uh, this, this new, yeah. t- you know, and that's the point. You, it's like getting people addicted to heroin. You oh. give them a little taste, and then you drag it back a bit more, and all of a sudden, you know, their mind starts to wonder about how great it was, and if they play it up in their heads, so then it'll come back I've a with a stable, really poor reboot. I've a new such. stable boy here for the last two weeks. I'm not allowed to mention. Do you want to mention him? Do you want only to if do you've it right got now? one we have to have one each we have to have one each I don't have a stable All right, boy we'll get one for next week so we can discuss it next week then okay, okay. alright I will so I'll move on to the area you were going to introduce then yeah hot shots and uh, puck fathers last week Seamus you pulled out a we talked about our puck fathers you know I, I hammered that with uh, Delefeu against uh, Lacazelle Lac- 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 yeah. but uh, you know the biggest the, the point we should be focusing on here is that you have ended a miserable losing streak for Several game weeks and have oh, yeah. taken uh, taken me out this week with the hot shots. Yeah. What was your picks? So I had first uh, no, you had first picked last week and you went you with Aubameyang. Serve, you yeah. yeah, you went with Aubameyang, which I we both were confident with that. I went with Lacazette. So, so you win that one. Win that was that the one. thing we both. Uh, like, and that's if you had gone Aubameyang, I would have went Lacazette. Yeah. So yeah. Well, the other option was Son. Yeah. Uh, who was your second choice? Who unfortunately did nothing as well. So your two players only got three points. Just, very underwhelming well, you normally do well let's not skip over the fact that your other option was Anderson yeah and I he did I, the same I, so. I, yeah, no, I, I took a punt with Anderson it's not a punt the punt was Ron uh, was the cells <laughs> your your hot shots the one you t- thought was a guaranteed banker was Anderson that's because that's because there, there was nobody there that was this week <laughs> and it, I so it proved punt. so it proved yeah, well as in I just said well I'm not going to go with uh, Salah I could have easily just went with Salah but mm-hmm. I, I took a risky uh, hot shot. A risky hot shot. Well, I'll put it this way: if my if I'd picked uh, Troy Deeney or Delafeu, if as you a hot genuinely shot, think they are going to be the one you should have this week, and you should pick them, you should have a bit of goddamn FPL integrity. Okay. But Actually, yeah. Well, what would have been hilarious if if I picked one of <laughs> your differential as my main uh, as your hot, hot shot? shot. Yeah. Well, you. Did anyway, it. I beat you. You ten, did ten to three, which is the first time I've beaten you in about I think it's either six 
This is either the first one in six or the first one in seven. Yeah. That's it's, how dominant you've been beating. It's probably already been like four and 28 as well or six or 20 and 20. I don't know. I don't, I'm don't. i not going to brag until the end of the season because yeah. I, really? I need to pick my battles right here. But it does bring us on to this week's versions of it yeah. and you have first pick. Yeah, I have first pick and I went with Salah, King Salah. King Salah. For that game we talked about against uh That you feel Watford, Watford are going to you know put up a strong fight against. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I, th- I definitely think they'll uh, surprise them. I think uh, Watford have sometimes been a bogey team for Liverpool and uh, not last season but you know I think this will be a tough one Watford are in good form why are you picking Salah this is all in context of you telling people to get Salah in this because season because he's like 300 plus points last so you, season but then he's Mo Salah oh, you, and he's a nice you song game because it could easily go the other way do you see me putting money on uh, Watford to win if you had any no. fucking I'm money saying, you would I'm saying when you're trying to identify where our team like Liverpool are going to drop points it's a team like Watford that they could drop points but Salah could easily I'd be score two goals and they could lose 3-2 they could and you know what I'm giving you shit for no reason because yeah, yeah. What I do like what, it's well, fucking Mo Salah that's my point is because you took Salah away from me because if you didn't pick him, oh, you're, pick him. You're plus scorned. the fact that you're all it's Watford okay. is going to okay. do something against Liverpool it's okay what it's okay Jim. what's okay it's okay <laughs> I'm, doing, I'm doing Goodwill Hunting on you right now it's oh, okay damn it I haven't seen that movie <laughs> mm, fuck ah. I know yeah it's a big blank but look speaking of big blanks I'm sure that's what Salah's not going to get this week because Liverpool will beat Watford and okay. if they don't I'll pretend I never said they would yeah. and uh, we'll move on past it but uh, yeah my picks this week I so you took Salah my pick was Lacazette um, I think it's a good option better form than Aubameyang yeah I'd rather also get Lacazette points do you know I'm like fuck Aubameyang I haven't had him all season don't worry I like the guy I think he's a class player I think I'm a little bitter I haven't had him do you know so I'm like you know what I had Lacazette and uh, oh, I'm glad to see him I did I've been talking him up and now when I had him he didn't do a whole lot for me it was a, it was a bad period it was a of lack time. of fraud wasn't it it was a lack of fraud and uh, but this week no I think Lacazette he's you know he's 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 on a really good run of form, and Arsenal have a nice fixture, and uh, I want to see him do well. So yeah, I'm yeah, going with and him. his his name means tape in French. So does it? Oh. <laughs> the tape, and I just that's very good. <laughs> that's very good. And uh, my second pick then was uh, the transfer I'm thinking of this week. I was going to go Sterling or Aguero, Sterling or Aguero. I'm going to go with Sterling, mm. even though it is a risk. His minutes could be at risk here, but I think he will play because Bernardo Silva, even though Pep loves him played 120 minutes as well yeah. and to me is less athletic athletic than Ooh, uh, I hope he doesn't listen to this you know so I think uh, I think Sané and Sterling will be on the wings possibly uh, now well, maybe Mahrez has been who knows but yeah. I'm going to go with Sterling I Bit would be too worried stop punting on your hot shots <laughs> well punt is in it's a risk uh, yeah, it's not no. really a punt if he plays he could do I some get serious you. damage I get you and I think it's more of a point in terms of actually transferring in this week it's very easy to look at the fixtures and go this one (laughs) if he plays should have a fucking great game week it already feels like a a mistake I'll say that right now I've got that you know when you get that feeling you're like that that doesn't feel too I don't feel too confident right now so he's locked in now and uh, he's not locked in my team just yet so no. I mean if I'm feeling oh, that in but if yours. I'm feeling that way now I'm thinking like do I really want to get him if I'm feeling like that in the stupid punt picks or yeah. well you're going to have to wrestle with those demons yourself Seamus we yeah. can't we can't get exercise those on the podcast but uh, my pick was Pogba I think he yeah. is another player that is just he's on form he's on fire fucking lately he's, he's playing great he played well against Liverpool as well 
Solid pick. Solid pick. It's just Crystal Palace away is just a tough game. So yeah, but Wan Pasaka is injured, so I think he's the linchpin that's holding Crystal Palace together. I think Man United have one or two injuries as well. If I maybe recall a few. from that uh, a few. that game at the weekend. But you know who's not injured? Paul Pogba, and that's <laughs> and that's yeah, who I'm picking. Important one, yeah. But uh, luckily, then I get to have first shot with the puck fathers this week. Um, last week was Delafeo who. Uh, was you know second pick so mm-hmm. not only did I like, I can't believe you had the chance to go for him and you didn't it's a bit in, it's a bit insane as far as I'm going but uh, no this week I do get first shot and I'm going with Harvey Barnes I think the idea of having two Barnes that I can root for in one week is too appealing yeah. to me and look I'm surprised there that you didn't go for your other Barnes Ashley Barnes is Ashley Barnes over 5% I'd say he's still under 5% ownership is he he probably is but I've explained to you Seamus I like to use the lock father or the lock father lock long shot slash puck father I like to use the puck fathers uh, to get players in so I can root for them regardless of them being yeah. in my team it's a nice little kind of you know mental exercise for me every week it's like oh okay well even though I don't have him I want him to do well he's the definite puck body he's less than 1% owned Um, that's crazy though you told me that I was about to look it up and went oh don't worry about it he's only 80,000 people or something I was like yeah, he's fuck known. I've been looking at him since you know he joined in the January transfer window yeah but he wouldn't be have been an, at the start of the season people might have gone for him you know so he might be in like 100,000 teams yeah. just no, as a cheapie yeah. but like he's he's only after coming in so he's in no one's team mm. um, now Who's my puck yeah. father is another new addition to the game and it's Newcastle's uh, new addition Almiron a lot of talk about him yeah looked very good in the game I mentioned earlier he hit the post he's one on one um, really lively. He got the he drew the red card uh, for Tommy Smith. So uh, yeah, after that, then it was plain sailing for Newcastle in that game, and he looks really good. And I think he's gonna he's somebody's on my watch list. So I'd love Newcastle to pull the finger out of their hole and like really establish themselves as a, an FPL option again, like they did, you know, with the Demba fucking Sissoko. Yeah, uh, even Carroll back yeah. in the day. I'd love to that because. Um, you know they haven't been really kind of approachable for a couple of seasons now. You know. No, but defense I think is the place to go there. It is, and I think your Lascelles pick uh, last Yedlin. week and you're in the Yedlin. The, it was just these kind of yeah. share. These are good options. They are, and Newcastle have some really nice fixtures. They've just delivered a clean sheet uh, last week, and as we mentioned previously, the last time they entered a really nice bunch of fixtures, they fucking picked up clean sheets. Exactly. You know, so it's like, yeah, if Benita, if Benita's teams are anything, it's it's defensively solid. But um, yeah, I think that brings us about towards the end of the show, uh, lads. We've talked about game week twenty eight, twenty nine. We aren't one hundred percent sure if we're gonna throw out a reflections on uh, what happens in game week twenty eight. If we do, you'll fucking hear about it. If we don't, uh, we'll be talking about them all in the next episode. And some mad crazy shit happens there now. Tuesday yeah. night or Wednesday night, we might have to to, to get one done on, on Wednesday. If we want to, like that's the thing. It's like if yeah. we want to actually go, lads. If if I was in a pub with a bunch of FPL heads, I'd be talking fucking loads of shit about this. No. Then maybe we'll we'll portray the podcast. We won't make any promises. No, this week's one was kind of with both. 28 and 29 in mind yeah, they're and coming we in cover, we, cover, we cover all the games there because whoever we're looking at for 28 is with 29 in mind as well there's no one that we you really want to 29 it's getting too close to the double game weeks it is and, and I mean the blanks. that's the only positive of the fact that these are coming closer and that we're skipping that we, we're kind of not getting to give a podcast to every game week is the fact that so many of them are kind of melding into you know one overall plan right now 
um, that, you know, they're all kind of, they all make a little bit of sense. But that's it. We're going to leave it there. Um, lads, anyone wants to reach out to us, you can get to us on Twitter at FBL Hangover. We had a lot of n- nice compliments last week um, after our kind of strategies episode. Uh, Cahill Byrne on FBL, he said some really nice things. And, uh, you know, it's nice to see it kind of having a bit of, uh, you know, yeah. kind of uh, a real-life effect as an FBL Renegade that they were... They were fucking chatting about it as well. I was really happy with, uh, yeah, with some, that. There's a really sound bunch of lads there in the community. Um, Irish lads and some other non-Irish oh, lads, but a lot of the Irish lads are, are very sound. Carl's over in Canada. Is he? Yeah, he's an Irish lad in Canada. Uh, he's dead on. And, well, uh, fuck him, so. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, it's, uh, it's if we do that extra podcast, listen to us, uh, check it out in the pod, or on the Twitter page, because that's where everything's there. You can also you have to check it out in the pod. But you can also drop us an email, although it's the less checked. Form it's not of the cool thing anymore, guys. Yeah, who says I won't have, we yeah. have to have an email there, you know, just Business so for our lawyers. Wise. Yeah, exactly. It's the only way our lawyers communicate with us. Paper trail. It's all goes. It goes, all goes through that account. And that, yeah. that email is fplhangover at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. Well, this is weird. You normally do the yeah when you started talking over me. Yeah. So it was like, oh, okay, you're doing. Well, I got to get the train. I've got, I got, I got to get out the door here now. <laughs> fine, next fine, fine. Training. We'll wrap it up, lads. Get us on Twitter, FBL Hangover. Get us on Gmail, FBL Hangover at gmail.com Seamus, you're FBL drunk, and you're also about to wish everyone the best of game weeks. Yeah, I'll wish you all. Uh, wish you all your arrows be green, unlike mine of late. Mm-hmm. But uh, I hope you guys continue to get your green arrows. Well, unlike Mister Red Arrow over here. I'm not wishing you the best of game weeks. I'm hoping I catch up game week points, but I will wish you all a good night and God bless.